Cheers. Cheers. All right, Isaac, we are in beautiful, beautiful Lake Tahoe. It is very, very nice here, I gotta admit. We have a lot to talk about, so, you know. Let's get into it. Welcome one and all back to another episode of Super Swole Bros. As we said, we are in Lake Tahoe. Um, originally, we were here for the Spartan race, which... Uh, was canceled, so that's not great. So we decided we're still coming out to Tahoe. And we did do one of our challenges today. We worked on our 5K for the um, Big Surreal. Let me tell you guys, audience, if you haven't worked out at altitude, it burns like your lungs it's crazy but before we really get into it we're going to be talking about quite a bit today it's going to be again long episode so we're going to be talking about the big surreal challenge that we're working on sure. there's a lot of gaming news everything from uh dragon ball fighter z to harry potter to bethesda um we got games and DLC we got to talk about. We got new shows, new movies, workouts, all that fun stuff. But, uh, you know, we're just going to dive right in. Dive right into this. So we are going to start off with, of course, talking about the Big Surreal Marathon. Um, oh, that burned. So we are doing the 5K, 12K, and 11-mile challenge. Um, we decided to do the 5K at altitude, and we were talking about this after we finished. Isaac probably would have beat me. If it weren't for two factors. Yeah, see, we only did one workout this week because we had to, you know, travel to get to Tahoe. And that took a, you know, planning around that was kind of a hassle. But it's yeah. fine. So the only workout we were able to do was leg day. And uh, you want to explain how leg day went, Brad? Yeah, so leg day was... You want to explain what you did to me, Brad? <laughs> <laughs> so we did, uh, so we did the hex bar. That, that was the easiest part, honestly. Dumbbell lunges. L less easy. Dumbbell squats. Very, very less easy. Uh, dumbbell cleans. Just pain. Um, we did uh, dumbbell uh, goblet squats. That, that was part of the superset, right? The, yeah, the part of the superset. Set. So that was a superset where we did the dumbbell side bend. We did the uh, dumbbell tricep extension. Dumbbell uh, shoulder raise. And then... Goblet, goblet squad yeah. to end it. Uh, we also did calf raises with dumbbells. That that one was easy at the beginning, but then doing that repeatedly because we we did it. We, uh, it was four sets of twenty reps. Yeah, like you get to ten, it's easy. You get to fifteen, you're going why You're going to twenty and you die. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it hurts. Yeah, and then we also did. There were a few ab exercises thrown in there. The landmine one eighties. Um, I added in two back exercises that you didn't do. Uh, I did those before you got there. Yeah, but then I had to carry the equipment back in, so that was the rest of my workout. Yeah, yeah. So it was this week was basically a leg week because we did an intense leg day and then a 5K uh, run at altitude. And I did get my nachos afterwards. Not the same nachos, but nachos. Very good nachos. Um, and we're also currently having ourselves a nice beer in honor of my new podcast, Brews and Reviews. It's solid. Uh, we've been, uh, talking about movies, talking about random things. Um, we have the, uh, this week, uh, this Wednesday coming up, 
Uh, so two days after this podcast comes out, we have a new episode, which is one of our deep cuts episodes where it's just the four of us from the Bruising Reviews guys. And we just kind of talk a lot of smack and we talk about something very important that happened in my life while we were in Tahoe. We already recorded it. Uh, we were talking about what my plan was for Tahoe. We'll get into that in a little bit. But uh, the plan went off the rails. I'll just tell you right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so right now we'll just chat a little bit about the gym. Um, so again, our gym has been doing outdoor mostly. They allow one person indoors at a time. Like, yeah, I think it's like for 15 minutes. 15 generally. minutes. Um, it's really stressful. It is. It is kind of annoying because now that we're getting more and more people coming, more and more people want to go inside. And honestly, I think there's room inside. I think we can open it up to like maybe two people. I would say four if you like zone it off. Yeah, but if you break it up into zones, you got you got space. But the issue with that is then we have problems with the ordinance in place. Yeah, that's true. So there's a lot of things, and since the gym is getting more and more people coming in, which is great. It is for everybody. We are also finding it harder and harder to get the workouts completed in the small space just because we don't want to be hogging equipment, you know, but we also want to be able to work out. And space is limited, honestly. Oh, yeah. Very limited. Um, and so I'm, I'm curious if anyone else is having that type of issue. I mean, it these type of situations make it to where I really, really wish I had a garage gym. I think I think everyone who like works out does wish they had a garage gym at this very moment because it's it's we got people coming back who's saying that they're so happy they're able to work out now because they they had to stop for months and yeah like they they're not back to where they were and they're so happy to have a chance to finally start the grind again you know like a legitimate workout instead of just like whatever body weight exercises they can get on YouTube. Yeah, of course, and that those also, work, but still, yeah. Yeah, and that also brings you to a different type of animal altogether when you're talking about calisthenics as the main source of workout. Don't get me wrong, there are definitely plenty of people who have amazing results from that. I am not one of them. I do not like calisthenics. We've discussed this hundreds of times on the podcast. But for everything that's going on, calisthenics are kind of the go-to for the majority of people. Like I mean, you cannot point. get a hold of dumbbells to save your life and if you do you're paying way more than you should be yeah so there's just i i wish i had the dumbbells in my house i wish i had dumbbells i wish i had a set because really dumbbells are one of the more diverse uh equipment yeah more di they're the, pretty much the most diverse piece of gym equipment that you can get because you can do so many so many so many exercises with them I think like they're versatile. That's that's the word. Versatile. Yeah, versatile. Yeah. Is it versatile or versatile? I think it doesn't matter. I've heard it both ways. I don't care which. I know what they mean. Yeah, I'm an English major. I should know this. I, I think it doesn't matter. I think it just depends on your accent. The all the, all that degree comes down to is it depends on the accent. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's face it. You know what somebody's saying when they say it either way. So. Yeah. The message gets across. <clears throat> Point. Sorry for the tangent. Let's move yeah. on. <laughs> so. I, I just wish that there was a way to get a hold of this equipment because, again, going to the gym is great. 
but it's just so much easier to be able to wake up, go down to your garage, or like go outside in your backyard with the equipment you have and work out. Yeah, like I feel like people who who already invested in home gyms are like living their best life. Honestly, like I'm good. I'm I'm fine. I can I can. I have you seen Have you seen The Rock? Because yeah. he has his own like massive gym attached to his house. And he's just always in there. It's like God. I mean I I don't think his schedule changed much. No, I appreciate The Rock though because when COVID first hit. He did not want to be posting about workouts. The only time you really saw him posting about workouts was if it was a promo for a product coming out and stuff like that. That's fine. So I have a lot of respect for Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And we actually watched one of his movies the oh, other yeah, day. We, we watched Walk and Tell. We caught it on TV when we first night through here. That is that is the point where they learned how to fuck with The Rock. Yeah, it's weird. He, he looks so much younger in there, but he's still massive. But to know that that's not even his final form is terrifying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He gets so much bigger and stronger. So for you, I mean, we already kind of said this. With the workout, we only really did leg day. But what was your favorite part of the leg day? When it was over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like, uh, like we hadn't really done leg day for a while at that point. And also, like, I was having... Yeah. Uh, I hadn't been able to run for a bit. A personal issue. So my legs weren't what they should have been at that time and they've they've been paying they've they're sore they're sore right now they are sore right now they were sore on the run it hurt <laughs> like hell yeah and also for me uh this run was very very interesting because i do have my two-week heart monitor attached to the doctor needed to get attached hopefully they'll be able to have some answers for me on yeah what he's the been really stress testing that thing this whole this whole vacation yeah so <clears throat> i think that with leg day, I think my favorite is going to be dumbbell lunges. They are one of my go-to leg workouts just because they're, they, they work you hard, but they are simple enough to where you don't, uh, you don't even need to do lunges without, with dumbbells and it still works you hard. Yeah. Like what I like about dumbbells is you can add them to so many other exercises and they, they still add value to it. Yeah. Like, they only add more challenge to you. And, and another really good leg workout that we didn't do is a farmer's carry. It helps work your legs, but it also helps with your forearm strength quite a lot. But we basically do farmer's carry whenever we move equipment out yeah. and into the gym. So, and farmer's the, carry also seems to be a really good one. Plus, we're, get, we're getting better at that. We're getting faster at it, and we're able to, like, the ones that we had to have two people do at once, now we can kind of do ourselves if we balance it right. Yeah. So, we're, we're getting stronger and better at that. So, it's helping. Oh, yeah. And so right now, what day is... So today's Saturday for us. This episode comes out Monday. Is it? I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I lost track of days. Yeah, I'm it's, losing it's track so of days. It's so peaceful here. Normally. Yeah, it's... We might have some neighbors who are less than... Less than uh, considerate of the sound, but it's fine. <sighs> yeah, it's just... It's so peaceful out here. So I kind of... Before we talk about video games and everything, I kind of want to talk about the importance of vacation. Oh, God, Yes. Because I, I totally understand not everyone's in a situation to where they're going to be able to get out of town. Um, obviously, with the pandemic going on, it's a lot harder. We were lucky enough that uh, one of our good friends, their family owns a cabin that we were that we had already booked because it is an Airbnb that they have. But we were able to book this cabin a year in advance, essentially, because for the Spartan race. Yeah, like we were planning this way before that. And once it was booked, there's there was really no point in us backing out yeah it's like we're not it's are we only playing like the, clean, the cleaning fee and that's it yeah yeah so it, it's we're 
we'd be dumb not to take this opportunity. And with the amount of stress that, I don't know about you, but that I've been dealing with not being able to find a job for so long. Well, see, for me, I, I never stopped working during this entire pandemic, except for the first few weeks when no one was working. Yeah. After that, like once we were cleared to go back, I haven't stopped working since. Yeah. I haven't taken a vacation in that And long. then for me, it's like I was filling out job application after job application after job application, getting rejection letters, not even hearing back from some companies, and just trying to be able to build my life back up and, and pick up the pieces from losing one of the best paying jobs I ever had. Yeah, like you, you at the... The first brewery job you had, that was solid. Like, you were making good... I was making good money. I was able to start paying off my debt. I was really excited because I was able to pay off my hospital bill and everything. And then just, it all got wiped away. Yeah. Um. So, it's been very stressful the past couple months for everyone. Not just us. Everyone. And this is something that since we had it planned, we decided we're still going to go ahead. We're still getting out of town. And I actually found a job two days before our vacation started. Yeah, so we came here on a real high note. Yeah. Um, and really this, like, it's just nice. We were able, to, we've been able to relax. We've been sleeping in. We've been staying up late, playing video games, having a good time with friends. I'm sorry about Mario Party yesterday. I really yeah, I hate you. I hate you so much. None of that. Like, I, I was calling out like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if you got a one? He gets a one. Oh, wouldn't it be funny if you got a zero? He gets a zero. Or like, I was calling it out for some, like, and like 70, 75% of the time I was right. It was weird. Yeah. He's a, he's a, he's a prick. <laughs> I can't control the game, man. It's all RNG. You have to understand. Your fault. Um, <laughs> but but also with the vacation, it's it's a good way to you know we we go to the gym. We go to the gym a lot. We work out. It's a nice cool down. It's a nice reset. You need yeah. You need a reset. You need a cool down. And with the way life has been going for everyone, sometimes we just need to take a step back and have a beer with friends and family. Yeah. And so this vacation has been well worth it for, for us. I really am happy that we got to get out of where we live for a little bit, come up to beautiful Lake Tahoe. Yeah, it's really scenic and cinematic. It's awesome. I mean, come on, the 5K run, even though we're in this little like neighborhood thing, you would not find this 5K run where we are oh, at, and make no. it as easy, quote unquote, as it was. Um, e easy isn't the word I choose, but uh... you know, I, I'm kind of wish that I would have brought my old trail running shoes so you could use them so we could actually go on a trail run together. Because there, as we were running, I passed by like three trails that we could have gone running on. Yeah, would have been a lot of fun. It would have been really interesting for you too, getting your first experience of trail running, yeah, real altitude, trail running altitude. in the mountains with the with altitude. We did already go hiking, so we did do that. We yes, already, yeah. hiking was probably the best part of this whole vacation so far. We went to, um, oh god, what was it, uh, Leaf, Lake Leaf, Fallen Leaf? I, I honestly have no idea, he, he had the GPS, I didn't. Fall, uh, Fallen Lake Leaf, I believe is what it's called. And, uh, it was absolutely beautiful. That, that whole hike, so we pat when you go in where we went in, there is an old building that I think is used by the rangers for the park during winter. Yeah, I don't know, because they looked like pretty boarded up and like shut completely. Yeah, like, but I it didn't... still had like... I, the reason that I think that is because the road access to this particular lake is basically non-existent when it snows. So I do think that that is for the rangers. 
Uh, it could also be like kind of a survival hut type thing. I don't, I don't know. Um, we got to walk around, uh, and I would have gone. Some, my my girlfriend uh, jumped into the right when she saw it. Like we got to the we got to the like little beach. Yeah, like and she jumped in. Like we all sat down to take us to like to rest for a bit because we just hiked a little bit. And before we knew what was happening, she's already swimming halfway to the what was it, a little like there was like rock. A, a rock. Yeah, but like where's Ivy? Yeah, she she basically did. So she is a swimmer, not a runner. She likes swimming. That's her form of exercise. And she also isn't used to altitude. So the same thing happened to her when she did her swim. Because she did a pretty big swim. Yeah. And her lungs felt like they were... Like, she thought, you know, feels like you're going to die. And for anyone who's not used to altitude, especially for us, where our, where we live, it is a little bit more humid than here. As well as it's sea level as opposed to 6,400 feet wherever we are um up yeah like right now it's kind of the it's like dry air here yeah so we'll come back to the hike but let's talk a little bit about the run so we did it again we just kind of stayed in this neighborhood um 5k and your usual 5k is around 30 29 actually now oh 29 now so, my typical 5K, you know, if we were talking about way back when, was around 25. 24, yeah, so 25. I, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was inching closer. I was inching closer. Yeah, and then you come up to altitude and all that goes out the window. Oh, yeah. Like, I it was, I had like 35, 20. It was, and I, I, I honestly had to stop because you reach a certain point where your lungs are burning and holding your breath hurts. Breathing hurts. Everything hurts. But you just got to keep breathing and power through. And it's it's really interesting whenever you get to that point. Because you know that you're at the point in the run where I should be hitting the stride of my run right now. Yeah. like And I, you just don't get it. Like, I can... At this point, I can, like, run for a kilometer and a half without stopping on my normal trail. I I, well, I had to stop at what, what was it like 0. 0.73? Point seven. Yeah, point seven. Like I, I I had to stop. Like I did not have the power in me to keep going at that time. Also, to be fair, at this point I hadn't eaten yet. Yeah, but that that was the choice. I wasn't really hungry in the morning. Yeah, and it's also very interesting with the run when you talk about altitude because it's a very different feeling in your legs. Your legs and. This isn't just because of leg day, but you feel the inclines more. Yeah. Because you like feel your, the declines more. Your body has to work so much harder because it's just not getting the same level of oxygen that it's used to. Yeah. And when there's there's literally nothing you can do about that, because when you when you wear the altitude mask, yeah. you can, you can uh, I can adjust it. adjust it to be like I can breathe more. You can't do that here. It's just how it is. You got to deal with it. Yeah. And that kind of brings me to what we're going to be doing tomorrow. We're going to be doing a mile run, half mile walk, mile run. I feel like I'll do better because like I'm, I'm used to it. And one more day of rest from that leg day is really going to help. It, They still hurt, honestly. But also keep in mind, you just did do a 5K with inclines. And it, it did hurt a lot. So this could all be up in the air. And I really do feel like whenever we start getting back into the running routines... Especially for you, you're gonna benefit 
a lot from getting back into the routines, especially after being able to do it at altitude. At altitude, yeah, I'm down, because I know it's possible to do it here, it's just, like, it, it's basically, it like, sucks. it sucks. There, there's, it's beneficial, you will get massive improvement, I will promise you that. It's just so much extra pain. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta ask yourself if it's worth it. Yeah, I mean, and running at altitude, working out at altitudes in general, a lot of people say that it has benefit. We talked about this when I got my altitude mask, so I'm yeah. not going to get too too far into it. But long story short. Lo yeah, long story short. So, but is only going to be being at altitude for a little bit, doing like these small runs that we're going to be doing. I wonder if that will still be a benefit, even though it's not as extreme as doing it every day for a long period of time. I feel like we'll, we'll, by doing it, our bodies will get more uh, adept at consuming oxygen or like how it functions with that. Yeah. I just don't think it'll be as intense as if we kept doing it here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that's imagine fair. like you drive up here like every other week and just do a marathon run here. Mm -hmm. You would, you could breathe three marathons back home. Yeah. Yeah. Like legitimately, because you'd be getting so much more oxygen, you wouldn't feel the fatigue as fast compared to what your body's used to. Oh no, yeah. It's going to be a benefit period. I mean, I've always wanted to live in a place like this, and I could just imagine doing my training for Spartan races at altitude and then going to like Salinas, Monterey, and just San chilling, Jose getting some beer and chill. And just destroying it because I'm used to an altitude. You would do a lot better like if you just had this place for training, but it is a bitch to get up here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, can you imagine doing this training in the snow? It would suck, but it might be... No, it would be harder. It would be harder. Like, the cold would be a, a challenge, but you like the run might warm you up, but I thought about it like, you could not maintain that long. You, no. You, no. No, no, no. So let's, let's talk about the uh, other physical activities that we're able to do on our vacation. So we kind of talked a little bit about uh, the hike, but we also did some push-ups one of the days. Um, uh, after dinner, we're, we're like, we, we'd been drinking at this point. Yep. We, we'd eat. Yep. So we're, we're chilling in front of the TV and Brad just says, all right, I'll do your push-ups. I'm like, okay, I'll do them. You got to give me a minute. I'll do them. But again, yeah. Uh, 20 push-ups it was, right? Yeah, but it was only like 10, 10, you know, wasn't. I tried to go for the full 20, but at that time, having just eaten and had some drinks, I was not going to make it at all. Yeah. Oh, also, I totally forgot to mention, maybe I did mention and I'm just drawing a blank. Uh, our big surreal, uh, it was extended into October <laughs> you mentioned because that, yeah. of the fires. Yeah. So uh, we were originally supposed to complete everything this month. I'm very thankful that they extended it because there was a long period of time where we could not do our runs because of the smoke yeah like we were encouraged because the air quality was what was it that hazardous right yeah it was hazardous for a period yeah so again our training plans were just trashed completely but it is what it is and we just kind of had to go with what we did. So we are going to still be completing our big surreal challenge. It's just instead of it being this month, we're extending it into next month again. 
uh, they are extending it and we are going to extend it by default just because there was such a long period of time where us running outside was a bad idea. It was also like, at one point it was intimidating, honestly. Like the sky looked apocalyptic at one point. I'm not going to lie. Oh yeah. Again, sorry guys. It's just, that's just kind of how. Nothing we can do about that. We can't control the weather. Yeah. It could. It'd be awesome. I wish, man. Moving on to the more gaming aspects of our little show. I know you don't really play Dragon Ball Fighter Z all that much. No, yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of Dragon Ball. Let me rephrase. When I was a kid, I was a huge fan of Dragon Ball. And I remember the old PlayStation games they would have. Uh, but I've never really touched a Dragon Ball game since then. I feel like Fighters would be the easiest one for you because it's simple. Like, the graphics are great, but it's basically just a 2D fighter, like Street Fighter. Like, the graphics aren't as such, but yeah. that's how it functions. And I like it because the way the mechanics work, everyone has like a standard level. Mm -hmm. So people like Nappa can go toe to toe with people like Frieza. So it's, it's not as much based on who you choose. It kind of goes more on your skill level. Yeah. Like any, any character is viable basically if you can master that character's intricacies. Gotcha. Okay, that that's actually a really cool concept. It's kind of like when you talk about automotive racing, uh, Spec Miata is a really good example where the cars are even. It all depends on the driver behind the wheel. And like that, that's a really good mechanic, but it also opens the door for some ridiculous uh, matches. Yeah. Especially since they just added Master Roshi. So <laughs> the Turtle Sage is a legitimate fighter. And the if Turtle you, Sage. If you know how to beat him, or if you know how to play him, you can take on threats like Jiren and Broly and come out on top. That's insane. And like, it's so funny because I'm pretty sure in the picture, like, he gets his buff form. So he starts off like normal and does fighting, but I think he gets his like, you know, when he gets all swollen. Yeah, yeah, I see. I know. Like, he can do that. <laughs> but part. it's just, it's just funny. The, the thought of Master Roshi going toe-to-toe, toe-to-toe with Broly. Yeah, like, I think skill-wise, Roshi is better. He is the trained martial artist and Broly is all about just that savage is true. Fury. That is true. But power level wise, there's no contest. But when that's all equalized, yeah, it got, it got. Roshi's got the upper hand. Yeah. Um. Wasn't there also a Dragon Ball like RPG game that came out at some point? I'm trying to remember. Is it you talking about Dragon Ball Xenoverse, Dragon Ball? Uh, it was kind Kakarot, of Kakarot. Like, it might have been Kakarot. I think we've talked about Kakarot in one of the episodes. It is a beautiful looking game. It's a little short, if I'm being, you know, fully honest. Yeah. But visually, it is nice. It is like you, you're watching the pages of the anime. Yeah. Basically. Well, the only reason I ask about that is because there's a new Harry Potter RPG coming out. Oh, that's right. And the really cool thing about it is, is it's, what is it? It takes place a hundred years before the events of Harry Potter, roughly. Yeah, like, it's in the 1800s, like... And you get to make your own character. So it's like, you get to live in the world of Harry Potter through this character. Yeah, and this is like, you you see some familiar faces, I think. I think you see, like, a younger Dumbledore. Like, that was one of the things. And you get to take... like If you ever wanted to actually go to Hogwarts, this is your chance. Because you take classes, you learn spells, and you go through all seven years, I think. That is so cool. I wonder if they have like an after game, so like after you're done in Hogwarts, like to I get imagine a job. there's like there's 
some, there's gotta be something, because like once you reach the end, they're gonna want to see well, what happens next. Mm -hmm. And there's gotta be some end game stuff. Like I haven't seen too much of it, just like that one trailer, but I did see some familiar monsters, like those giant spiders. Yeah. And Dementors, and some new monsters I'd never seen before. Yeah, it's gonna be really interesting to see what they do with it. Well, cause like they have like a basically a blank canvas of like we have all these other monsters we can bring, but we also have a bunch of other things we could bring and make canon that they're just gonna have to accept because this is a prequel now. That's true. I didn't think of that, and I'm wondering how much input uh, J.K. Rowling has. I don't know, honestly, because wasn't the whole controversy a while ago with her? Yeah, there's always a controversy with her. Still love it, though. Still love it. Honestly, Harry Potter's one of my things. I love Harry Potter. I, I, I am I am a Hufflepuff, and I am a proud Hufflepuff. Oh, I got Ravenclaw, dude. Uh, my secondary house is Ravenclaw. Oh, my secondary is, I think it was Slytherin. But I, that I, makes I, sense. I, I go, what, why, does it, why does that make sense? Well, Slytherin isn't a bad thing. I know. There are some good Slytherins. Okay, Ish. there's... Yeah, but Com you know... There's you competent know, Slytherins. You know who has the most good wizards out of any house? Is it Hufflepuff? It's Hufflepuff. Yeah, I thought so. It's Hufflepuff is the shit! Was it? I want to say, wasn't Dumbledore about Hufflepuff? I don't think so. I think he was a Gryffindor. One of us should look this up, but you're the Harry Potter one out of us. Uh, yeah, let, let me look it up. Uh, uh, uh. Like, I'm also wondering, like, who else could they actually have in there that we know, you know? Because yeah, Dum Dumbledore was Griff was a uh, Dumbledore was a Gryffindor house. Okay, so that makes sense though. But it is one of his favorites. Let's be honest. Yeah, there there are a lot of things that they can do with this game, and I think that it's gonna be a great example on them expanding the Harry Potter universe. And ooh, I wonder if you run into Newt in this game. You might. Isn't that around his timeline? Like maybe I not think maybe so. not movie timeline, but like younger years, huh? Like maybe in your seventh year, you run into a first year Newt Scamander. Yeah, like he he would be you would be. You would be like higher up in school than he is. Oh, it'd be so cool if you actually like meet him and like get to like tutor him and stuff. That would be so cool. All right, we we need to move on. Move on. Yeah, we can we can talk about Harry Potter like oh. That's it. That. There is even bigger news in the gaming world. Okay. Which I'm pretty sure if you are a gamer, you might know this, but Microsoft just pulled a massive power move and bought Zenimax. Yep. And if you don't know, Zenimax is the like parent company of Bethesda. And others so basically now microsoft has access to or like has ownership of the elder scrolls fallout dishonored wolfenstein, wolfenstein and like more so i know now like they're still gonna have support for the ps4 like for those games like they're already on there and i think for the ps5 because when they were making backwards compatible that was before bethesda buyout yeah i, I also i also feel like that it would be a very, very intelligent business move for them to allow Bethesda to continue to make yes. games yeah, for the, other Sony. platforms. And the reason I say that is because if they're able to make the games for the other platforms, that may take away sales from an Xbox. But, but they own the company. And but the they sales. own the company, so they're still getting sales from those games. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, as a, as a company, you want people to buy your product and only your product. But there are people who are already loyal to PlayStation, and you still need to be able to get some money from them somehow. Yeah, exactly. 
I do think though that what they should do is what uh, Sony was doing. You know how they made Miles Morales a PlayStation exclusive? Yeah. Which is like 75% of the reason people would want to buy the Avengers game. Mm-hmm. So I think a massive power move for Microsoft would be do the same thing on their versions. Because they have the creative right, basically, because they own the company. They can So make... give them exclusives that you only get if you have an Xbox. Basically, yeah. Yeah, so that way they're still selling to the other platform. Yeah. Yeah, that, that would be a good idea, actually. I think that's their way of, like, evening the playing field, you know? And plus, Microsoft has been very inclusive lately. Like, didn't they have the, uh... I remember on their Twitter a while back when they made Minecraft, uh... Uh, what's it called? Cross-platform? Oh, yeah. Like, there was a tweet from the Xbox uh, to the uh, Microsoft PC and, I think, Switch community saying, what are we building next? Yeah. And, like, they're like, I'm ready. Let's go. Yeah, I'm, I'm really interested with the way the gaming industry is going. I just feel like it's a smart idea to add in more cross-platform compatible games. Or even crossovers, because people love crossovers. Yeah. And I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't. I honestly don't think it's going to happen. But since Microsoft now does own Halo and Doom, there might be some cross like over that way. Even just in terms of getting the armor set from Doom guy in Halo, or getting a Halo armor set in Doom. Yeah. Even if that's the limit of their interaction with each other, I'd be satisfied, because who wouldn't want to be Doom guy in Halo? Or who wouldn't want to be Master Chief in Doom? No, that's fair. That, that's just awesome. No, it'll be it'll be absolutely insane. But we should Oh, we should move on. Oh boy. It's, it just feels so nice out here. That and you are drinking beer. Yep. Let's be honest. <laughs> it's a good day, man. That's a good day. Brad's been uh, upping his beer game with his brews and reviews. Yep, yep. So we're 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 still going, uh like I said, the uh, Deep Cuts episode comes out this week. Um, I've actually already listened to it. It's it's hilarious. It's, no, you listen to the the one that comes out next month. Oh, I listened to the listen, advanced Deep Cut. Yeah, you. Well, I was giving you an advanced <laughs> preview. Um, um, I have words for it. I don't think they're safe to say on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll I'll refrain. Yeah, uh, but we we did kind of skip out last podcast. We were going to talk a little bit about Just League Snyder Cut. Oh yeah, and, and we did kind of have to skip out on that. You want to get into that? So, like I was trying to say before, I really am interested to see the Snyder Cut because, like, I admit, uh, just I didn't I didn't hate Justice League, but it was it was hard to follow, and later on we found out why. It's because it was like two different movies mashed together with reshoots and recuts, and two different directors had their hands in it, so it was not one cohesive story. Yeah. So it kind of was like. This happens. Okay, and then over here this happens, and then over here this happens, and then at the end all of this just comes together in one wild uh, mess, honestly. Yeah, uh, like that's it, a good way to put it. I, I don't think there's any better way to put it. Yeah, and it, it really does suck whenever studios start messing with uh, directors and like artistic vision. I understand why they do it, but it just sucks. Like I, I, I feel then we like get a subpar product. Yeah, like I feel like if they had just, if they hadn't tried to like merge two different projects, if they just scrapped the first one entirely, it, 
which I probably would have been a good story if they get and had it entirely. Yeah. But if they just made one cohesive story, I think Justice League would have done better. Of course. And I'm also like, it does beg the question: What is the future for? DC's cinematic universe. So we we were talking a little bit about this before we were recording. I'm not sure that the DC cinematic universe is going to exist anymore. Be- and the reason I say that is because DC just was like, Marvel has a cinematic universe, let's have one. And they forced it, whereas Marvel's cinematic universe felt more organic. Well, because it was, because they were building up to it for years. Yeah, since, and they were what, late- 2000. Five or something? I want to say seven. Oh, wait, no, Hulk, huh? So, yeah, maybe 2005. But, like, what I was thinking, because we know for sure that there's going to be a Batman movie with Chris Patterson, and they're still working on the Flash movie with... uh... Yes, but the thing about the Batman movie with Chris Patterson is... That's kind of like an isolated... That is a standalone film, a lot like the Joker with... um... Oh, why am I drawing a blank on this actor's name? Joaquin Phoenix. Thank you, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, I was drawing a blank too, don't worry. I was like, once like I saw his face in my head. Yeah, I just same. didn't have the name. Same. I didn't have the name because he looks like Joker. So, Joker. Uh, in, in all honesty, I do believe that DC does phenomenal work whenever they have standalone films. Same, honestly, same goes for, for Marvel, but I think DC has more success with standalone films where they're allowing writers to look at the characters in a new lens. Yeah, like when, they, you, when you have that much artistic freedom for just a standalone story, you can expand so they much. They had that with with Batman, with the uh, with the Dark Knight trilogy, yeah. because up until then, comic book movies were all campy and kind of fun and stupid and you know stuff like that. And that movie made Batman dark. Batman's always it, been. Dark. I know, but like to the general population, it turned him from a campy superhero to a dark, brooding, c- cinematic you know peace as he was always meant to be let's be honest so i think that dc is going to thrive when you're not talking about a cinematic universe that said i i do think that maybe the flash might change that because you know how there was a whole flashpoint thing yeah where flash goes back in time and messes with a timeline comes back everything's all different Mm -hmm. i think that might be one of the angles they might work with with his movie like they might just retcon the entire continuity of their uh, cinematic yeah, universe. but Wonder Woman's amazing. The like, Wonder Woman movie was fantastic. Yeah, um, but like they wouldn't change everything, but they would restructure it to be more manageable for them because at the moment they need a revamp. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. And I think that the Flash is their best opportunity for it. Yeah, I'm gonna agree. Um, I also, I also feel like Suicide Squad, because uh, I know the second Suicide Squad movie is being filmed right now i believe i i, I know it's in they've, they've, they've cast they've already got characters and they're working on yeah. it they're filming it i've seen some of the shoots they look honestly hilarious yeah i'm wondering if they're gonna try to make this suicide squad it, it's way different because yeah a whole new cast basically yeah because honestly i did enjoy the original suit the the original the first suicide squad movie um, I liked it honestly. Yeah, I, I, I it wasn't bad, but it was it was nowhere near a great movie. It was, it was it was okay. And I'm wondering if they're gonna try to make move Suicide Squad into a new direction so that they can move the rest of the cinematic universe into a new direction, possibly using the Flash movie like you were talking about. Yeah, well, from the trailer, it seemed more like Deadpool esque escapades in Suicide Squad two. Okay. Uh, have you seen um John Cena's character? 
Now, okay, the best way I can describe them is think douchey Captain America. Sounds like John Cena. Yeah, that's that's what he's, <laughs> that's what he's playing. He's playing. It's basically douchey Captain America. And it's a- hilarious. Any John Cena fans? I'm just joking. I, I John Cena seems like a really nice guy. I'm just you know. Uh, but I'm, I'm uh, you know when he plays nice guys or tough guys. I'm so happy they're giving him a douchey character. Yeah, it's yeah. Be hilarious. Well, I mean, when you're talking about WWE, he started off as a douchey character. Yeah, but that was just a character. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. But uh, let's let's move on. We got a few things in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that we do have to discuss. All right, so. But before we discuss them, uh, I really hope that Deadpool 3 is a thing, and I hope it's coming soon. Anyways, continue. Uh, everyone helps that, man. Ryan Reynolds is amazing. Yeah. Just saying. Ryan Reynolds, we love you. We do. <laughs> Especially Detective Pikachu. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> Detective Pikachu was so good. Oh, wait. This is for later, but I have a picture I want to show you. Remind me for that. Okay, okay. Okay. But, like we said, for Marvel, it's not confirmed yet, but there's very strong evidence that Nick Fury is getting his own series on Disney+. Plus. I don't know if it's going to be a long series. It might just be a, a, like a limited series. That's okay with me. I want I want it. I'm wondering where it would take place. Because I feel like if they're going to do a series for Nick Fury, I feel like it's going to take place immediately following the events. Or I feel like the best time to do it would be immediately following the events of Captain Marvel. Like when he's still in his younger agent days? Yeah, him. but I know that that's hard. That's a lot of money, CGI and all that stuff. Yeah. But what they could do is do it where there's flashbacks to call back to after Captain Marvel because that's really when Nick Fury became Nick Fury, you know what I mean? That's when the legend grew. Yeah, so I feel like they need to have flashbacks or something incorporated to his younger years when he was right after the Captain Marvel. Also, I do want more details on... Like, did you see Far From Home? No. Okay. I won't spoil too much, but there's a scene in Far From Home where you see what Nick Fury's been doing during the time, and all I can say is I want to know where he is, how he's doing this, and what he's planning to do with this. Yeah. I can't I can't say it without spoiling it for you and others, so... That's fair. I want to know what he's been doing post-getting back from Thanos to snap. Because that was the whole Far From Home thing. It was post... Whole and you know sacrifice. maybe this show is post Thanos snap. I would I, I want that, and I, but I also do want more flashbacks of early Nick Fury as yeah, his legend grew. I, I, yeah, I want to hear more about the legend behind Nick Fury. Although I do think it's hilarious how uh, you stalk at Marvel, right? Yes. Use the cat scratches out by accident or like accident. Like, yeah, yep. Like oh, it's just a scratch, and that one uh, Kree guy's like, or no, scroll. Yeah, I don't scroll. know. Create the, the blue ones, scroll the shapeshifters. Yes. Yes. So the sc- scroll guy's like, oh, that's not just a scratch, man. Because it's, it's an alien cat thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I love, he didn't tell anyone what really happened. And when young Coulson showed up, he's like, is it true? They burned out your eye when you wouldn't tell them what they wanted to know. And he's just like, yeah, <laughs> you just give that that stare, just to let the legend grow. Like, I got hit by a cat. I'm not telling you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's the smartest move to make, honestly. And but also to be honest, there's going to be a lot more in the streaming universe. Uh, I have been listening to the audiobooks for a Warhammer 40k property. Oh, you're you're in for a treat. All right, so General or General, sorry, Inquisitor Gregor Eisenhorn 
Warhammer 40K is going to be a TV show on Amazon Prime. You, I believe you, it's coming next year. You, you guys, I wish you could see the smile on his face. I am so fucking excited. His, it's gonna split his face. I'm so excited. So we have, so next year we have Lord of the Rings TV series on Amazon coming out, which, you know, already that's gonna be like. I am so excited. People are hyped up for that. And then we also have Warhammer 40K Eisenhorn coming out now. Brigger Eisenhorn uh, is an Inquisitor in the Order of Xenos. I know, like, maybe 98% of our fan base and, like, the planet has no idea what I'm talking about. But this show could be the opening for them to explore that universe. It really is. And uh, so, basically, what happens... I'm going to give you a quick rundown of Warhammer 40k. Uh, Basically, humanity has spread across the stars. They're in constant state of war against uh, aliens and the forces of chaos who are basically... Space demons. Space demons. Um, and Ordo, Ordo Xenos for an Inquisitor. The Inquisitor are the people who are kind of like enforcing the Emperor, the God Emperor's rule, and the God Emperor is the Emperor of Mankind. So, you know, the God, basically. And so it's, it's following his story. And it is batshit crazy. It is so good, though. It's so, so well-written. I've been listening to the audiobooks just because I, I've i been driving a lot, and also with my new job, I'm going to be driving a lot, so I have it. I can listen to it. I'm on book number two right now of the three um, books, and I highly recommend it. Um, and really, listening to the audiobook, you can see why it's going to become a show. Like, it, I, I always, I'm always hopeful for when franchises like these are adapted to TV, because what you hope that is does is that brings more fans yeah. of the franchise to explore that world. Well, because right now, really, the only real successful um, Warhammer, I guess you could say movies or shows, have been fan creation. Yeah, but that should tell you that if people are willing to go through the trouble of and making a fan production, then other people might want to watch it. No, and actually, after we're done recording, I'm going to make you watch... All the parts of this one fan film. It's about 10 minutes for all the parts together. Um, it is called, uh, I believe it's called Astartes. So go on go on YouTube, type in Warhammer 40k, Astartes part 1 through 5. We're going to watch it just because it is, it is insane. And it shows you the phoneticism behind Space Marines and the Imperium. The phoneticism that they have for the God Emperor, which like... That's where the Inquisitor comes in. If you, you know, it's, it's crazy. So much fun. See, the geek out you're doing right now, that's me in Star Wars. I hope you Yeah, exactly. The, the, yeah, no, no, I, yeah. I understand this. Okay. I understand this completely. So right now, guys, we are going to go ahead and cut it. I know our last episode was very, very long. We're at about 45 or uh, 47 minutes right now. So with everything added in, we're looking at about just under 50 minutes. We are on vacation. And we're on vacation, and I'm going to have to edit this, so I kind of want to just call it where we are right now. But guys, uh, let us know what you guys have been geeking on. I hope everyone gets a little bit of a chance to relax, as well as hit the gym, maybe go for a run. Uh, Isaac, I think it's time to open another beer and sit down and enjoy the rest of our vacation. I absolutely agree. All right, guys. So until next time, this is the Super Swole Bros. Signing out.